Snap UK podcast, NFL Draft. Today on the podcast, we have my four fellow presenters acting as multiple GMs for their allotted teams. And it will be their task to improve each franchise and not play silly buggers and mess around with the Patriots. <coughs> Gary. Now, I will be acting commissioner for the evening and I will run us through the draft as we go along. So, with great pleasure, I announce... The Snap UK NFL 2021 draft is open. Boo! <laughs> Fuck you, Griff. <laughs> Get a new stadium. Wouldn't it be great if Goodell days. waddled onto the stage and just went, <laughs> Fuck you all. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, I'm just going to uh, come to each of you in turn so you can tell me who you're picking for. And then we will uh, we'll crack on. I see some eyes lighting up there as everyone's looking for their paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Uh Paul, starting with you, the teams you're picking on behalf of, please. So, starting from the top, I have the Atlanta Shit Show, who are drafting at number four. I then go over to the Carolina Panthers, who, um, again, um, aren't very good. <laughs> I then go over to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are at number 12. I've then got the mayor pick at the mayor number, which is the Cardinals at 16. I've then got the Bears at 20. I've got the Steelers at 24. I've got the Saints at 28. And I've got the Bucks at 32. Gary, please. So I have the Niners picking third after their very expensive trade. <laughs> I have the Lions at seventh. Um, the, I think it's something like their fourth pick in the top ten in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Lions, that's how bad they are. Oh. Yep. Um, the Giants at 11. The Pats at 15, which is going to be fun. Uh, the football team at 19. The Titans at 22. And the Ravens at 27. And now 31. Looking forward to that. Uh, Jim, please. All right, we have the Jets at two, the Dolphins at six, the Cowboys at 10, the Vikings at 14, the Dolphins again at 18, the Jets again at 23, the Browns at 26, and the Buffalo Bills at pick number 30. And finally, John Farrow. I have the Jags at one. I have the Bengals at five, the Broncos at nine, the Chargers at 13, the Raiders at 17, the Colts at 21. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars again at 25. And then the Packers at 29. I also could be the, bring the Seahawks back if I wanted to. Yeah. I won't. Nobody should bring the Seahawks back. Right. Over. In which case, we'll move into the draft and see where we get to. So, the, uh, the Jags are on the board at number one. Only shock and awe, they're not. We have a trade for the first overall pick uh, between numbers one and two. So moving up to the first overall pick, it's the Jets for two first rounders this year, uh, a third rounder this year and next year's second rounder. The Jets are moving up and I think they're going to select Trevor Lawrence, I assume. Jim? Well, yeah, I'm going to do what I expect the Jaggers will do on draft night, keep us all waiting. Um, 
I made this pick because I think Trevor Lawrence is the only surefire uh, quarterback in, in the class. And yeah, I, think, I feel like the Jets have actually, they've built well in, in free agency. They brought Corey Davis in. The O-line is better. They can pick up other things in, in, in through the rest of the year. They get, instead of a risk, they get a surefire. Well, I don't think anyone cares why you did it. Everyone cares why the fuck John gave away the number one pick. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll explain that. that. Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick in the draft. John Farrow with the, Je- uh, with the Jags. You are on the clock at number two. Uh, let's quickly talk about before John gets that over to me. Um, Jim, how close does this get the Jets to be in contention with the Bills in the AFC East if they sign Trevor Lawrence? Not very, not yet. I mean, this is still a, a still two, three year project for the Jets. So there's still holes to fill. Um, but like I said, they, they have replenished that offensive well. Um, I think the defense doesn't need as much work when you've got a coach like Rod- Robert Salah. So I think they can they can still focus the rest of the picks of this draft on on offense. Like before this trade, they had twenty picks in, in the draft over the next two years. So they've got plenty of ammunition to make the, make this move. Obviously, it's not going to happen in real life because Trevor Lawrence is a, a surefire thing. But you know, when the when the offer came in, I was like, I'm taking it. Uh, <clears throat> John, I. Uh... I know why you elected to take this, because we had to have this discussion so I could approve the trade. Uh, your, your premise basically being the more first-round picks the Jags have, the quicker they can stop being shit, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, um, the, the trade value, whatever, was, you know, based b- b- beyond the first round this year, I didn't really care about. Um, <laughs> um, as well, the Jags, I mean, if you have Trevor Lawrence... You're just polishing a turd. And, <laughs> you have um, just lost your head coach as well, though, because that's the only reason Urban Meyer's come. Yeah, and, that also. And I know you. Lost. And I know you hate Urban Meyer, John. But you can't just be a GM, screw over your new head coach because you want to. I, I see you very much can on this podcast. I, if you what, this is this is all in the, the land of make believe. I know, but yeah, um, I know. I know this is not what they're going to do, but. The Jags are turd, even with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they aren't going to. Um, I mean, they'll have a better quarterback, but I mean, you know, that's just someone new to be hit uh, while he, while he holds the football. the The team can't defend. The team can't attack. Um, quite frankly, that they, they need players. The the team is. I was looking at. I was looking at um, when I. I offered the trade to Jim. And I, when I was offering it, I was offering players, trying to look at my player, player list of like, okay, where are gaps? Because I wonder if I can get like a tight end or a wide receiver from this as well. And there's nothing. There's nothing in this team. It's appalling. Um, quite frankly, I've done this out of the kindness of my heart for Trevor Lawrence. Um, <laughs> because he doesn't deserve to play in front of 20,000 fans uh, and, you know, just uh, become a massive bust. I feel sorry for the guy I have picked. So with the second pick in the, uh, in the Snap UK podcast draft, uh, the, the Jaguars select quarterback Justin Fields, number two overall. So still sticking with the quarterback, John, yeah. uh, but gaining another first round pick this year to I help see. out the team. 
let's say uh, Justin Fields used to operating in a run-based offense as well, which if you've got Urban Meyer, it's going to be a run-based offense because he's a fucking dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I love this is the best opening to any of our drafts we've had. Well done, well done, the two of you. So, um, Gary with the 49ers, you are on the clock at the third overall pick, something that you were strong armed into because the Niners traded up before we, we drew our lots for who was drafting where. Um, but yeah, John, I'm impressed by the size of the cojones on you. Jim, I'm delighted that you took the trade. I think it makes it interesting. And what a world it would be. Imagine, imagine for instance, the Bears trading up to number two and then taking Mitch Trubisky. That sort of thing never happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure in real life, if the Jags did offer it, they'd get much more. I didn't care beyond what was, I was getting in this draft. But yeah, I mean, quite frankly, uh, I just I can't get... Trevor Lawrence is too good. I can't send him to the Jags. I feel sorry for Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, because the Jets is going to be great for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the third overall pick, Gary has taken Trey Lance, quarterback for the 49ers. To to- that's three quarterbacks in the first three picks. Actually, probably not far off what will happen in real life. Um, why why Lance over the others that are remaining? Well, I, I think, obviously, I would have taken Fields, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, so... But I do like Lance. I think Lance's upside is huge. He could be very, very, very good. Um, obviously, he's still quite young. Um, I think they. I don't think they will take uh, Trey Lance. I, I am hearing it's between Lance and and Matt Jones, but I, I think oh, it will be, be Jones. You enjoy McCorkle. Why not? But but Trey Lance for me. I, 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 I don't see a big enough upside between Matt Jones to Jimmy G. I think they're very similar players. He's more accurate and he, he probably makes better throws and more often. But the way the, the way the way game's going, I think you need a mobile quarterback. And me and Jim discussed this during the week. And, you know, he kind of said defences might catch up. I don't think it's really got to do with defences catching up. I just think when you look at Aaron Donald or the other great players on defence these days, they're not... You know, they are athletes, aren't they? They're not just massive lumps anymore. They are quick, they're explosive, and you need to be able to move. And I think because of that, Trey Lance in Shanahan's scheme makes sense. I don't understand the upside to Matt Jones versus Jimmy G. I think it's a small improvement. So that's why I take Trey Lance, because the potential could be amazing. Yeah, I assume he'll be sitting for a year behind Jimmy G. Yeah, because he's young, isn't he? So yeah. I think, you know, for I'd say a year or four games once Jimmy's injured. Uh, now, controversially, the fourth pick in the draft was <laughs> 15 minutes ahead of time uh, when, when Paul put himself on the clock and said, the Atlanta Falcons take Kyle Pitts. Uh, brilliant. Paul, happy to stick with this choice, I assume? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because the Falcons, I don't see, have a need at QB. Matt Ryan still has a couple of years left. Matt Ryan was at his best when he had Tony Gonzalez as an option. And Kyle Pitts is a freak. An absolute freak who... Probably one of the best Titans to come out of the draft in years. So I, I feel if I, if I was Atlanta's GM, it'd be literally... You'd be mad not to do this. I think that's perfectly justifiable. The, the Bengals are on and off the clock with the fifth pick as uh, John has also jumped the gun. So, on the clock, it's the Dolphins, Jim, at number six. Um, The fifth pick, the Bengals take Penny Sewell in order to keep Joe Burrow upright. Now, 
there's a lot of uh, discussion that they may well take a certain wide receiver that Joe Burrow has asked for. But this is the consensus sensible pick because Joe Burrow can't afford another injury and neither can the Bengals, right? Basically, yeah. Um, if 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 uh, Burrow wants his mate, then um, I pity the fact that he, in week eight of the season, he will once again be injured. And uh, yeah, it, it mean they don't learn. I mean, as well, Bengals also need to change their O-line coaching because it's appalling. But Penny still at least gives them a chance of getting better. Penny or Peni? Because uh, somebody on a podcast this week called him Peni. It's definitely, in my mind, Peni. It's Peni. And, it's, and if you've seen him in the locker room, it's Peni. <laughs> well, <laughs> Peni. I, mean, oh. I quite like when you when you put it into WhatsApp, it autocorrects to Pen Riff. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, he is he is He's Peni Pen Riff Sewell. Right. Nice. With the sixth pick in the uh, Snap UK podcast draft, the Dolphins select a weapon for Tua. It's Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. I think this is a great shout uh, to play opposite Devontae Parker and really open the field up for Tua in his second season. Yeah, I think the, the board has fallen kindly for the Dolphins. I've, I think they, they've played it very well with their trade back to 12 and then trade up to six with, with the Eagles. Uh, I think they... I completely agree with it, with the Bengals taking Penny Seal. I think uh, the Dolphins will be a bit nervous about Penny Seal. I think the Dolphins will, <laughs> will be a bit nervous about the, those two receivers going one to, one to the Bengals and one to the Falcons. If that's the case, then you know they're, they're stuck, they'll have a, a choice between Smith and, and Waddle. But Jamar Chase is easily the best wide receiver in this class. He's probably the best receiver in the last two classes as well. So. You know, great player, great athlete. Took last year off because of COVID, but his pro day was—he just looked just amazing. So, I think he's uh, he's going to be one for the the fancy drafters in the in the next uh, the next draft we do. Right, the uh, the Lions for seven. Gary has made a trade. Uh, this trade has been authorised. So, <clears throat> the Patriots are trading up. They've uh, surrendered their nice. first round pick, number fifteen. Uh, also a third round pick this year and next year's first and fourth round picks jumping up, uh, what's that, eight spots. Uh, and with the seventh overall pick taken from the Lions, the Patriots take Mac Jones, quarterback, uh, as the successor to Cam, I assume, Gary. Yeah, so in my mind, when I suggested this trade the other day, Griff, knowing how this might play out on our draft, I, I thought Mac Jones would still be available at this point. Um and to me, he's a Bill Belichick quarterback. Uh, great defence and a quarterback who won't make mistakes. To me, the fit is really good. I'm not sure in real life you'll have the opportunity to get him. But if Niners go with Lance, and I, I think Fields or Mac Jones would be a good option for the Patriots. And Cam isn't going to be the answer. We know that. And when you look at how Belichick has you know, done his career over the last you know, 12 years... He just wants someone who won't make mistakes and who will make the odd great play. And we know that Matt Jones, you know, he, he's got a good arm. He's ridiculously accurate. So there's lots of really positive things. You know, I sent a thing to Jim the other, the other day, obviously, saying, you know, here are some reasons to think Matt Jones is actually a good quarterback. 
You know, he's been in a good system. He's been at a good college. So there's lots of good reasons to like Mac Jones. And if the Patriots are going to make this move, I think he's almost the most pro-ready. Yeah, I think all of those things are fair. Uh, at number eight, the Panthers are on the clock. And uh, I, I see flashing up here. They're now very quickly off the clock. So the clock ticks over to you, John, with the Broncos at number nine. Uh, the Panthers have taken Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Assuming yeah, so... they're needing to keep Darnold in some sort of position to actually compete. Yeah, I wanted to give Darnold a Ghostbuster. <laughs> So uh, I, I thought that was the way forward. It's in, I just you know clearly Teddy wasn't the answer last year, but I also felt that was a that wasn't a great O line last year, and he's for me he's the next best after Penai Sul. I agree. You know we did make the Ghostbuster joke last year on the draft as well. Good, <laughs> we, we absolutely did. Uh, John, the clock is ticking. Uh, as soon as John comes off the clock with the Broncos, Jim, it will be you at number ten with the Cowboys. So far, I've really, uh, I've really liked the picks. I think, uh, you know, with the with the exception of the very top of the draft here, I think this is this is fairly accurate so far. With the ninth pick of the Snap UK podcast draft, the Broncos take quarterback Zach Wilson, uh, an immediate upgrade on Drew Locke for me. He's uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- th- there's a lot of conjecture between. I don't think this, the the experts can get it right on Zach Wilson. He's either in some people. I've, I've heard today he's the best quarterback in the draft. I've also heard he's the most likely to be a bust. And doesn't that just sound very Broncos esque? <laughs> it couldn't be more Elway if it tries. <laughs> yeah, even though we're always not picking, you know. Uh, no. it's, well. it's like they, but yeah, um, they, it's what they need. And their defence is, you know, hopefully um, the defence is better this year with um, their star players back. Offence should be all right. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the quarterback is Do you is think Wilson average. easily beat Drew Locke? Or do you think Locke starts the season and Wilson gets eased in? So I reckon Locke might start. But if that's the case, I still don't think it's long until would be or would be long until Wilson's in because Julox sucks. <laughs> Great analysis there. With the tenth pick of the Snap UK podcast draft, the Cowboys take Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback out of Alabama, and immediately upgrade one of the worst defenses we've seen in the last ten years. Yep, yeah, you, you have to go defense if you're the Cowboys. Sorry, Jerry Jones, you're not trading up to get Carl Pitts. It's not happening. Um, fix your defense because the offense is fine. If Dak comes back fit, they've got plenty of weapons. They could go offensive line here, but I think with Sewell and Slater gone, there's more value in, in picking up a cornerback, and they get the best cornerback in the class. Uh, Sotain is a former five-star recruit. He's the son of a former Dolphins and Chiefs corner, Patrick Sertain, obviously. Uh, so he's got that DNA. He's long. He's fast. He's a good defender, a good tackler. He can play on the perimeter. I love a bit of length. Uh, he's everything the Cowboys <laughs> need. you know. So it's an easy, easy pick to make, for them to make. Just don't let Jerry Jones fool you. So, with the 11th pick, the Giants, Gary, are on the clock. Uh, John Picks has, in. Picks in, mate. Pick is in. John has very helpfully 
provided us with a, uh, a draft board so we can all see what's going on. I'm not sure whether uh, anybody on YouTube can see this, but he has very helpfully provided us with some technology, uh, mainly because he loves uh, an Excel spreadsheet format. And in no way is that geeky. With the, with the 11th pick, the Giants take wide receiver Devonta Smith and add a weapon for Daniel Jones to either boom or bust this season. Uh, Paul, you're on the clock with the Eagles. Devonta Smith, Gary, what do we think? Yeah, I think, like, so I wanted Rashawn Slater, if I'm being honest, um, to help Jones and to, to help the running game. But when he went off the board, then wide receivers are glaring need for the Giants and Devonta Smith is the, the next best wide receiver um, out there. So it was a pretty simple, simple pick, really, from there. Yeah, I think uh, he's, he's certainly a, a very good player. I'm not what, even what sure he'll this, this low. No, what, no, what did John and Paul think? Would you be happy with that one? I'd have been, I, be I'm happy with Devontae Smith. Uh, personally, I'd have liked um, uh, the linebacker per, uh, Parsons. But yeah, Parsons I nearly took, um, nearly took an edge rush. I nearly took uh, Quitty Tay as well. So, yeah. But yeah I, like, a, I, like, I like the pick quite of Smith. Quite a few needs that could be filled there. Like the, the receivers in, in for the Giants just like keep dropping the ball every time it's thrown to them. Like Smith has got great hands. I think this this will prove to be Daniel Jones. You know what we said about Baker Mayfield last year? It's like this is make or break. This is Daniel Jones's make or break season. He's got all the pieces around him. He's got a better offensive line. Saquon Barkley's going to be back. Um, so he's got to he's got to produce the goods this year. It's all about production, right? Speaking yeah. of being all about production, I mean, no one's going to be shocked by this. But I think Paul's made the first reach in the first round. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, I wanted to... I, so this is where I was actually trying to play this as if I were the Eagles GM. So okay. what I did is, whilst you can't see me on the screen, I decided to smack myself on the head with a hammer <laughs> so I could get the understanding of being the Eagles GM. And for anybody who's listened to our draft uh, over the years that we've done, if there's one thing I like... It's a big, long wideout. You do love a big, long wideout. And you have taken... And, and also, I will I will say exactly how you've sent the pick to me. Eagles select Terence Marshall, who I had to look up because I'd not heard of him. There's 24 people in the UK called Terence Marshall. But you meant <laughs> Terence Marshall, who is, right. uh, who, who's not in my top 50 players. But uh, you've decided you like him. So... Where does he play? Where does he play? LSU. He plays at LSU. He was at right? LSU. Uh, like what position? Know, there's no formula for him. <laughs> He's a I wide receiver. So we've still got Waddle on the board, yeah? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't hate the pick. I think Marshall could go in the in, in the first round. Like, really? Yeah, generally, because. He's like he's his numbers are really good for LSU, and he's playing in a stacked off offense in 2019. Not so good last year, but to Paul's point, he is a long wide receiver. Like he is physical. Um, you know, I love that not... you're trying to help him out here. I am. I wanted the long. I wanted the long receiver because there's Zach Ertz. Is they say Zach Ertz will be traded by draft day, so I wanted a a, a tall option. Yeah. And that's somebody who's played in. Yeah, Who is somebody who's Marshall? played with Jalen Hurts before. Sorry, Jalen Hurts. No, I'm talking bollocks. You I was are thinking of a different Marshall. receiver. Um, Nothing new there on draft day. Absolutely, right. but I wanted I wanted a tall option, and I felt he was the best that was available. That was a tall option. Last year they picked a really quick receiver, so I guess this year 
they should also pick a quite Who tall receiver. Jalen Rager. Rager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who spent most of the season injured. Yeah. So, so why, um, it's not, it would be very of the Eagles, Eagles well. to go f- reach for a receiver. He <laughs> <laughs> referred to him as Rhaegar the Targaryen, I believe. Um, I, picked, I picked Rhaegar to the Eagles last year. With, with the 13th overall pick, the Los Angeles Chargers take Christian Darashaw, which uh, I like this pick. I think it's uh, a good effort there, John. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, just they need O-lines. They they need to give Herbert every opportunity to perform just as well in his second season as he did in the first. Because as with records, we know the second season can be tricky. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they need lots of uh, sort of help on defence. But let's keep let's keep the uh, young buck up. There. How, what's the gap between Darashaw and say Penai Sewell, Jim? What what do you think? Don't know. I'm, I'm looking at my pick at the moment. Uh, it's pretty big. Um, I think you know you could between Sewell and Slater, Slater. That's I think Sewell's one, Slater's two. They're actually quite close. And I think Slater benefits from being uh, the type of player who could kick inside and he could play he could play guard as well. So there's a benefit there. I think there is a drop off between those two and the, like the next level, but I don't think it's a drop off in terms of you know suddenly you're going from first round to third round. I think you are going from like top first round into middle of the first round. Um, this is a really deep offensive line class. You could pick decent offensive linemen in the second and third rounds. Um, so yeah, I mean it's good value, and I completely agree. With the pick like protect Justin Herbert. Like you don't want him being Joe Burrow. Like you don't want him injured. He had an amazing first year. The second year is always harder to call for, for rookie quarterbacks. So make sure he's got protection. They've got loads of wide receivers. They've got a decent running game. Keep him upright. Now, you know the Vikings are the only team to have missed their pick twice because they've run out of time. Jim, you are on the clock with the Vikings. Well, you you, you made me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do it in consecutive years? They they missed their slot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. making me talk. I've got the pick. I'm just typing it out for you. There you go. And with that particular pick, oh, I know. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard. US, uh, UC, yes, USC. I was right the first time. Shouting yeah. in the message board here. Um, similar reasons. Basically, you got to give Kirk Cousins time to to make the plays. I assume you have to give Kirk Cousins time. He needs all the time in the world. Um, but I really, I like the pick. I would have liked to have got Darasaw here. I did look at Tevin Jenkins, but he's a right tackle, and the, and the Vikings are fixed there. So get someone who is going to be potentially a Pro Bowl guard, a Pro Bowl guard in, in Vera Tucker. I think it's a safe pick. With the, uh, with the 15th overall pick from the trade down by the Lions, Gary has taken Michael Parsons. I like this, Gary. I think this is a great pick. Well, well, I had Michael Parsons written down when I had the Lions at seven. Um, and if I'm honest with you, I can't believe that he's still there at 15. There are, like, I've, I get why John's taken an O lineman for the Chargers. And they are, you know, very good on defense anyway, normally. But I'd have been tempted to take him there. And I, I just think he's, he's a great player. You know, he's the best linebacker in the class. And yeah. 15, is, 15 is low for a really top defensive player. He's in the top three defensive players in the draft. I think he's a top defensive player uh, yeah. in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a great pick. I think it, is, is it the most? Well, to me, this is the first unrealistic pick because he is not going to fifteen. 
I don't know. I don't think it is. I think, you know, you, I, I know you look at our draft and we've got like nine, nine offensive players in a row. I think that could actually genuine, genuinely happen. I think, you know, number 10 Cowboys probably will be the first defensive player. Mm. Parsons could go nine to the Broncos if they don't take a quarter, uh, quarterback. But other than that, I think you were looking at Parsons going around this sort of range. So that's not to say he's a bad player. That's just no. I think, the way that the board's falling at the moment. Exactly how the board is going to fall this year. I suspect there may not be that many defensive players in the first round at all. It's too it's, good. Um, at the meh pick, as he called it, 16, number 16, the Cardinals with Paul take cornerback JC Horn. Uh, trying to replace Patrick Peterson, I assume. Exactly that, yeah. It's um, it's a student of the game. It's somebody who um, is kind of has the bloodline for it. And there's very good reports on him as a personality from the research I've been looking at. And also he's, you know... It's yeah. I just felt it's it, it's a need they had, so I just picked the be- the next best available from what I saw. Does, does anyone here believe Paul's done any research? Mm. I mean, he's talking a good game, so I'm going to give him. That. <laughs> he's holding up two bits of paper this year. Two whole. <laughs> Last year I had one. <laughs> the, year, the year before when we did it in the doghouse, you turned up and started asking me about players you could look up on your laptop. <laughs> And that's where we decided on Kiki Kuti. (laughs) Don't bring me into this wee business. Oh, no, no. Right. Next up, John uh, with the Raiders picking at 17. And this is the longest it's taken John to put a pick through, uh, probably because he's looking at the Raiders and thinking, my, what a terrible thing. What the hell do you do here? You know, they should probably just trade away their coach, uh, Mike Mayock, and most of their picks in the last two years. So uh, I'm, I'm, you can have the autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's another guy that I can probably find several people with this name living in Manchester. The Raiders apparently select Keith Pay. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Keith Pay turn up. He's a branch manager from Dunstable. I'm yeah. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Um, uh, <laughs> Because eventually, I guess you're gonna to have to you have to replace uh, Mac. Uh, why not do it four years down the line? Um. I like I like the pick. I like the player a lot. I think uh, I, I think he's going to be excellent. I'm not sure he's going to be Khalil Mac. I don't think you're ever replacing that. No, no, no. Mac has really dropped off the last couple of seasons. He's not been the same player. So I don't know. These things are a bit hit and miss. I. I really like Pay. I think he's a really good player. I think that's that's a solid, solid pick. And the Raiders desperately need to put more pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So yeah, no, I think uh, if 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 they did that, I think Steve would be our Raiders friend. Would be very we're very fond of Big Keith. <laughs> Big Keith. Well, they've got, they've got Kenyon Drake as well as um, the other running back Jacobs. So the offense, and you've still got Carr and Mariota there. So the offense has got opportunities to do okay but they've just got to get that defense better haven't they so yeah, yeah. I, I think they need offensive line as well but because they've traded well, they've them away four out of five starters off the yeah road. but there's a lot of people free agents we, you know this yeah we, we always forget about free agency they'll get what they want out of this and then free agency becomes active doesn't it yeah no exactly no it's fine yeah but yeah quickly pay i thought was the best player available with the number 18 pick uh, and their second pick in the draft 
<clears throat> the Dolphins select Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from Miami. Now, this is the same Jalen Phillips who retired for a year from college football due to concussion concerns. This yep. is not a reach for talent, but it's a reach for medical concern. What do you think? I don't think it's a big concern anymore. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, look, he, 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 yes, he retired for a year, left UCLA and then transferred to, to Miami. He had a great opportunity in Miami last year with Gregory Rousseau um, not playing. He took advantage of that. He's, he's kind of fulfilled the potential that he had coming out, uh, coming out of high school. Looks really good. He's quick. He can play in any type of formation, be it 4-3 or 3-4. Or He's got experience doing both, um, and I think he's what he's you know, he's a big. That's a big need for for Miami. Is he's getting the edge defender, and, and that's what he is. So I think I think he's about right. I, I think yeah. you know I had him in the early twenties, so he's he's about right. So um, two back injuries. Talent isn't it? wise, yeah. talent wise, he's a brilliant player. The concern yeah. is it's just the back, isn't it? You know, yeah. back is a really delicate thing. So well, the back, the concussions, he damaged his wrist. Like, his ankle. Yeah, the yeah. injuries have been there. So basically, it's a shit pick. <laughs> well, no, the reason it's not is because the Dolphins have got multiple first round picks. So you can take a flyer on a difference maker if it pays off. So, yeah, I think that's fair. Number 19 overall, Gary with the Washington football team, uh, select, and this is low for this player, Waddle, the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. that is really low. I yeah. think an amazing pairing you've just made there with Scary Terry. Yeah, and, and I think that's the key, isn't it? And they've taken over, is it uh, Samuel as well has gone there off-season? So yeah, Curtis Samuel. He might, Samuel, yeah, he might yeah. not have the quarterback in the future yet. But I'm, I've heard loads of things in the last two weeks that Waddle is right up there as the top or second best receiver in this class. Um, I, he definitely won't go after Marshall. Um, and I, you know, I just don't see that happening. Sorry, Paul, but he's a great player. Washington, uh, away, still a year or two away from getting that, that key quarterback position filled that they need. But their defence is good. If they can put all the other pieces there, they can trade or do whatever they need to do to get into position to trade up for a quarterback in the next two years, I think. So, um, locks them in. Number 20 overall, Paul with the Bears. Uh and he's addressing a, a position of need there as well, taking cornerback Asante Samuel out of Florida State. Ooh. Uh, feeling the need to improve the best possible thing you can with the Bears whilst knowing their offence is going to be turd. What do you think, Paul? I just think there's, there is no quarterback option I would have taken outside of the ones that have already been picked. So I don't, I, I don't think any of the ones below are better than Dalton. As an option, I think in terms of wide out, there's there's enough there. You've got people like Anthony Miller who should be doing more, in my opinion. Um, it's a position of need, and I felt he was, a, I felt Santi Samuel was a bit like JC Horn, just a great option there. And it's clear need, so that's why I went for him. I think that's a, a fair point to make. Are you not well, liking I, me actually making? Actually, I mean, I. I'm, I'm going to fuck it up royally later on. Don't <laughs> With the 21st pick, the Colts are on the clock, John Farrow. 
what are you going to do with uh, a team that seemed to be uh, sort of filling most of their off-season off concerns already? Signed Carson Wentz, which has replaced Philip Rivers. Where do you go? Picks in. And the pick is in. Rondell Moore. I mean, right. I, I don't really know what to say about that. Really? Wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just adding to the... Uh, is that, I, I, if, if there were... If some of the choice O-linemen were there, I'd have picked them. But I quite, quite like Wondell Moore, so why not? Well, I mean, that's fair, but he wouldn't have been in the next two or three of my wide receivers. Well... That might be because I might have forgotten some people. And uh, I just told you about Kadarius Tony about five minutes ago. <laughs> well, up yours. Uh, yeah, I wasn't listening. I, I, I did the sensible thing and I blank everyone else out. But yeah, no, I just. Uh, You've been yeah. listening to Shanahan, you know. Go on, go on social media. Like look at social media, but then pretend you didn't look at social media. Don't get scared and influenced by social media, but look at social media. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I just picked. I, I mean, I've got nothing against it. I, I don't want to tell you that he's he's ranked as the eighth best overall wide receiver on most uh, draft boards. But that's fine. That's fine. No problem at all. Uh, I suppose they do need to try uh, and find someone to replace Ty and force uh, what's his name, Paris Campbell, to actually turn up and be any good. Well, you just can't keep from and get a tight ends and hope that T.Y. Hilton hits form at the end of the season, which is what they do. And, it's, you know, uh, what's the point of bringing in uh, a quarterback at vast expense and not giving him some weapons? So, uh, yeah, uh, they've got enough running backs. O-line, I'd have liked to add to the O-line, but the defence is sorted. So, um, yeah, they need, uh, they need some more weapons for... The uh, the new the new guide Carson Vents. Yeah. Uh, 22nd overall, the Tetons, Gary selects linebacker Jamin Davis. Jamin. 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 Jamin with you. Oh, well, uh, the, the Titans have had problems, haven't they, last year? Yeah. Really. Not on not on offense, but defense. You know, they, a lot of the time they had to score 30, 40 points to win games. And especially against kind of tight ends, they really struggled. So, for me, linebacker was a, a key area to to look at. Um, second best linebacker. So, there you go. Yeah, fair enough. John, you are on the on the clock, uh, 23rd overall with the Jags, uh, the pick you inherited from the Jets in the, uh, in the ridiculous trade for the first pick. So, make it count, John Farrow, make it count. Yeah, I like the Davis pick. Uh, I think you're filling needs for the Titans there. If they can shore up the defence, Tannehill and, and Henry, that's good enough to plough through most teams you're going to come across. Silence on a podcast. Yeah, no, well, podcast. <laughs> yeah I, I obviously agree with you, Michael. <laughs> I don't know what anyone else thinks, but yeah, like we know their offence is good. I think AJ Brown is brilliant. So you, you could have looked to add more offensive pieces, but... They need to just tighten the ship a little bit and make games less hard to win, don't they? Well, yeah, they, they, they've got to do something to uh, address this issue that's basically left them coming from behind a lot of the time. Uh, I don't know how to put that any better. I'm sorry. They're, they're one of the worst teams against tight ends, aren't they, in the league? 
Am I right, yes. Sam? So yeah, yeah. Surely this helps. With the 23rd overall pick, the Jags select cornerback Caleb Farley uh, as John tries to improve the, the defensive output of the Jags. So no, a yeah, yeah, no, they, they need they need cornerback. Um, they need they need just the players that aren't shit. <laughs> players that want to play for them would be a good start. Uh, as well, as, as we've had top. a few uh, we've had a few autocorrects. If you put Jags in, it autocorrects to ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. I mean, it is harsh, but it, it might be fair. Uh, Jalen Waddle autocorrected to Haley Waddle. I nearly sent that through to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is slightly easier with the autocorrect than the first year we did this, and you guys gave me things written in handwriting that you deliberately written wrong as well. Uh, that, was, that was a tricky. Doesn't year. sound like something we'd do. It was a tricky year trying to announce those picks. Um, I do I do like the picker cut, Caleb Farley? I think he. We mentioned it on one of my picks. I can't remember what oh, Jalen Phillips that was it. He's got injury histories. He's just had back uh, back uh, back surgery, so there is a risk there. But I think if he was fully fit, he'd probably be the best cornerback in the draft. Oh, Paul! Paul's pulled it back from his reach earlier. He's gone uh, with the central selection for the Steelers. He's taken running back Najee Harris uh, because the Steelers don't have any running backs. So uh, kudos yeah. to you. I, I felt they had a need at running back and he's the best running back available in the draft. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little bit torn between him and Travis Etienne, but I just, I prefer Paris. He just seems just a bigger bastard for what a better phrasing. <laughs> and I felt the Steelers would be better with a bigger bastard. So. <laughs> I mean... It's you, not you a word of a lie, though. <laughs> no, In-depth analysis, uh... I'm sure, but... <laughs> There's nothing particularly wrong with the uh, with the analysis of that pick. I, I mean, it's true. Um, <laughs> right. I, I'm fairly sure with the 25th overall pick, John's only taking this player because he knows I can't pronounce the name. Uh, <laughs> the Jags select linebacker Jeremiah Awusu Kamora. Karamara. Close enough. Um, bless you. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've really shored up this defense here, John. Uh Really taking the Jags in a different direction from where everyone thought this was going today. Yeah, when I met, when I submitted the trades here, I said I, I want to bring back Saxonville. The only time the Jags have ever been good was for one year when they had a good defense. Um, let's let's start building that. You know, the, you know, we hope <laughs> ain't going to happen. They're just going to have to gild this turd that they're going <laughs> uh, to draft themselves. But yeah. Do you know, the best thing about this so far from you being in charge of the Jags is last year you had the Jags as well and you didn't get rid of Gardner Minshew even though Gary offered to trade him away for you. And you've still got him and he's probably going to be playing ahead of Fields until Fields is ready. You are supporting the career of Gardner Minshew, a quarterback you despise. I need a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did I offer to take Gardner Minshew? Like... Uh, somewhere on there, on that podcast, you, you wow. said... You could have given me all this and Gardner Minshew for that pick. <laughs> just to take it off your hand. Just for pity. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and he didn't do it. He, did, he didn't do it. Uh, Jim, you are on the clock with the Browns at number 26 overall. I know. So you see some typing just... action going on. I know. I'm just going to type and make it look like I'm about to make the pick. <laughs> and then scare you and leave it a bit longer. But no, the pick's um, in. 
I'm not afraid. It's edge rusher Gregory Rousseau out of Miami uh, for the Browns because they know Jadavian Clowney isn't going to be very good. Uh, I think this is a solid pick. I don't necessarily think Rousseau will go in the first round. I think he might slide out. He might be one of those players that slides, but he's a very good player. He could. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. He could slide out the first round, and it'd be a disgrace if he did. 2019, he had a great season. Um, he took last year off, and I think that's probably you know a big mistake because he, he allowed Jalen Phillips to get there and in there and prove how good he is. But like at the end of 2019, Russo was kind of being billed as a as a top 10 pick going into this draft. So he's got the talent. With Jadavian Clowney, there it means they don't have to rush him into the starting lineup. They can they can develop him, and he can start next year. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The uh, the 27th pick is in, uh, Gary and the Ravens, shoring up the defence again, uh, replacing Matt Judon. It's Aziz Ajulari, another player I cannot pronounce properly. Ajulari. Ajulari, yeah. Ajulari. Yeah. I, I think this one's quite widely expected. He fits their scheme very well. Mm. Um, had a but solid college career. They have to replace Judon. They, yeah. they have to get a linebacker in this draft. So this is a solid pick for them, I think. He, he can play edge as well, though, can't he? So he, you know, he's he's a good yeah, player. He'll be an edge rusher. But... He will be an edge rusher, or whatever Jim wants to call that position. So um, <laughs> outside linebacker, you know, whichever you prefer, Jim. Um, but yeah, he fits their scheme, and the Ravens, you know, they don't change much. Very established. They want players that fit. So um, widely reported, I think this one. So I'd expect that to happen, and it makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a fair comment. Um, with the 28th overall pick, Paul and the Saints select Joseph Asai. Uh, this is a reach for me, Paul, if I'm honest, but give us some justification. I felt that I tried to kind of put myself in the head of the Saints GM. If I, if I, the Saints have I don't. I never feel have enough options at wideout, so I would have gone for a wideout. But I didn't think there were good enough options available. I wanted somebody who could bring a pass rush threat, but I also wanted somebody who could possibly go into linebacker and was just a bit of an option in the defense. And Osai kind of brought that up for me. He's just a bit of an option. Is this mainly because you wanted Ojolari and he just went before you? No, no. Oh, I, okay. I actually want. I actually wanted Russo. Um, Gregory Russo for the Saints. Yeah, Russo. I mean, we're seeing Russo, this, this is how I feel the, the draft may go. A lot of defensive players towards the end of the first round, if they're going to go at all, because it's so stacked on offense at the, at the top end of this of this first round. Uh, John, you and the Packers are on the clock in the 29th pick. Jim, you will follow him with the 30th pick with the Bills. Um Anybody so far, Jim, that you're seeing that your surprise has fallen? Well, Jalen Waddle's the obvious one. Um, he obviously won't go as low as that. To, to Gary made the point when we had a break there. But no, there's not been that many surprises. I think there's still a lot of quality left on the board. Um, I quite like the pick of Joseph Messiah. I think he's quite underrated. So I'm actually all for that. Well, you are the expert for these things on here. <laughs> I was just um, looking through my big board amazing, to see. Amazing how, many, amazing how many defensive players have ended up starting to go, though. If you look over yeah, the last I think, Yeah, I, I do think this is how it's going to go. I think there's going to be a run of edge rushers starting with uh, Quitty Pay or, or, or Jalen Phillips, and then there'll be a few more to go. So and the, I think the top of the second, uh, second round is going to be really interesting based on who's left. 
Yeah, I, I actually think the top of the second, you might see a couple more quarterbacks go to teams that yeah. really, that, that, you know, if the Patriots don't trade up and get one, that's where they'll go, second round. I, w- I would not be shocked if someone, if there was someone that traded into the back of, of, of the first round to pick the a quarterback. Yeah, to take a quarterback just to have that five year option on them. And, and, yeah. and if you're the Bucks, though, is it not worth, if there's one available, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah, like, that's, that's another good shout as well. Yeah. Just take one. What, what else are they going to do? Paul, there's a little tip for you, but. Like they don't need anything else for Bucks. They've got the same team as last year with a couple more yep. pieces. Brady's not going to go on forever. Like, like you know, he will die or get old or like just retire. <laughs> you know, but he won't be here forever. Someone back me up on that, please. But, but, they, they need to find but, a event, Eventually, yeah, Tom Brady will die. Uh... <laughs> John, you had the Packers in the draft a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and in the draft that day, you, you took a safety that, that a lot of people hadn't heard of because you didn't realise that two or three great players were still on the board. Today, you're taking safety Trevor Murray, which I actually like. I think he is easily the best safety in the draft. Is yep. it just a point of need for the Packers or best it, player available? Best player available. Uh, so, uh, not that but they need, I think they need cornerback, but all the good cornerbacks have gone. So I just picked the best player available, which is Trevor Morwig. I think that's fair. When you're at this end of the, the rounds, that, that's quite often the case. You don't want to overreach too much, Paul. Yeah. But, but you know, there are some good players to be hey. taken if you're prepared to fit around them. I have not done any massive reaches yet. Are you sure? Considering what I've done in other years, I've been remarkably... You've been quite uh, reserved. So yeah. I should expect quarterback Ian Book to go with the 32nd overall pick to the Bucks, is what you're saying. Uh, with the 30th pick, Jim and yeah. the Buffalo Bills, there's a I lot know. of pondering going on on that face. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this pick. Are you? I am. I think this guy goes a lot earlier than, than, than to the Bills. I think the Bills will, the Bills will be lapping this up. Tevin oh. Jenkins, O-line, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'll be surprised if he's still on the board at the 30th overall pick. There's always a run on linemen. Um, So he is six foot six. He's 320 pounds. He can play right tackle, left tackle or right guard. Um, I think one of the biggest issues with the Bills last year was their running game. The best way to fix the running game is to fix your offensive line and get that working. So I think, you know, he... He'll create a lot of movement in, in that offensive line for whoever else they pick up at, at running back. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Bills fans would be very happy with that pick. I would be if I was a Bills fan. Do, do you think it will help them establish uh, a repetitively good running game? Yeah. Because they had it in fits and starts, but there was no weekly guaranteed production. No, and I think that comes because of the offensive line. I think that 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 was probably one of the areas they didn't fully fix in the last off off season. I think they did, taking Stefan Diggs with their first round pick for a trade was was brilliant, masterful, exactly what they needed, uh, and they did strengthen the offensive line. But I think this just makes it this elevates it another level. I think whoever's running behind that offensive line behind Tevin Jenkins is, is going to make yards. So. The thirty-first pick that the Ravens acquired for the Chief from the Chiefs for Orlando Brown, uh, Gary has selected Jalen Mayfield to replace Orlando Brown, with the caveat that he was going to take Tevin Jenkins. 
Yeah, so I would have taken Jenkins. They've obviously got to address that right tackle position with Brown moving on. Yeah. So you, you try and take one of the best right tackles. I think Jenkins was the best left at this kind of back end of the first round. And Mayfield's the one after that. But I think you've got to take the next best lineman on the board. So um, they've left a big hole there by letting Brown move across to the Chiefs in a in a bit of a crazy move, we, we believe. Yeah, uh, it is. But at the same time, they're trying to do right by the player, right by their wage structure. Uh, I don't actually hate the move as much as some people have, but they have to find an immediate replacement. That's the, you know, the, the Ravens have struggled without Marshall Yonder um, to have the stability they often had on the O-line. So Mayfield's a fair pick there. I, I think, you know, that's the best you're going to get at this space in the draft. Um the 32nd overall pick, Paul and the Bucks, is in. It's a player that I'm surprised didn't go before one or two others on the board. It's uh, Elijah Moore. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, the reason I picked Elijah Moore for this is it's somebody who, because in his time at Ole Miss, is pretty much how it can do anything. But he's not going to be a... He's not going to be number one on the depth chart. He's not going to be number two. He's He's somebody who can come in and be an option, kind of where they need him. And also, I think it's, yeah, he can just do anything. He's as quick, he's a threat. And I think it's the type of person Bruce Arians would um, cream over. Ha! I mean, that's a, that's a disgusting thought. I actually think that he might be uh, comfortably the fourth best receiver in this, in this uh, draft class this year, which is why I was surprised to see, for instance, Rondell Moore taken ahead of him. Um, I really, and certainly Therese Marshall Jr., who uh, you took earlier, I think Elijah Moore has been massively underrated and will be a very good wide receiver. Whether or not he's going to get the opportunity to play much at the Bucks, I don't know. But, you know, in this mythical world, you can do what you like. Yeah. And that... I needed that somebody small, so that's why I went for him. Uh, how many wide receivers ended up going in the first round? About six. Uh, yeah. That's quite high, that is. I'm Sorry, not sure. Think... Um... Yeah, that, that concludes our uh, Snap UK mock draft for 2021. Yeah, I had to think which, which year we were on. Yes, I think it's six wide receivers in the end. And uh, disappointingly, not as many reaches as we've had in the past. Just the old one there, but... Uh, is everybody fairly happy? If you could take a look at your uh, your list there and tell me which of the teams you think you've done the best job with out of your, your teams. Just come to me when you're ready. Well, I actually got all but one player I wanted um, out of everybody. The only player I didn't get was Tevin Jenkins. Everyone else was <laughs> my top pick for each team. Um, so I think I was quite pleased with all my picks. And I, I think the Lions, to move back, and end up with th- three first-round picks for next year now, um, and still get um, Parsons. That's that's a great move if they can do that. Absolutely, that'd be incredible if they pull that off. Uh, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to really struggle to evade the number one slot. And then the problem is next year there aren't that many good quarterbacks next year, so no. they, they could have uh, slightly screwed themselves over there, but. They still do have league average Jared Goff, though. So do they need? Yeah, but do they need he'll, be, he'll be below average with this team this year. But this is the Lions' league average would be a massive step forward, wouldn't it? 
But also, I mean, also the Lions have got two first round picks next year and two first round picks the year after. So even if they aren't, even if you're like, right, next year we'll just pick more more players outside of quarterback position and then the year after they can go, even if they're dropping down, they can package those two first round picks up to move up the board and, and grab the quarterback. So it's it's whether the GM and the coach get three years worth of, of, of drafts is probably the biggest question because... That's kind of what they've they've signed up for in terms of the Lions management. Yeah, I I just I feel for Jared Goff. I think he's been thrown into a horrible situation and it's not going to yeah. get better anytime soon. No. Uh, John, how do you think you've done with your teams? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Great self-analysis. Please yeah. you know what you picked up for the jet for the Jags, sorry. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna happen, but um uh, yeah, they just need players that don't suck, and I hopefully I've picked them three players that don't suck. So, I mean, you know, hope uh, it's a team based on mediocrity and poor decisions. So, let's see what they do with their two picks. We know what the first one is going to be. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really care. The the, the Jaguars mean nothing to me. <laughs> Paul, how do, you feel you, uh, how do you feel you've achieved in this draft? Um, I think I, I'm very pleased in terms of Kyle Pitts. I think he'd be fantastic at Atlanta. I think that's one that pretty much every mock draft I see and the amount of stuff I've seen on Instagram from the various different pages basically tell me that's a lock at number four. Does anyone think the Falcons are taking a quarterback at four? God, no. no, not anymore. No, I, I, do, you know, do you know how much money it costs to cut Matt Ryan? By the way, a lot. It's like twenty-seven million. Or something. It costs a lot this year, but it doesn't cost a lot in June mm. next year. No, no exactly. So you could take one and make him sit for a year. So it's not, and that's what they're playing on. That's why they've kind of sent right. that out to the press a bit, it just in case Matt. anyone wants to trade up. Does anyone yeah. think Matt Ryan hasn't got another four or five years in him as a, a good? Or solid, or better than average starting quarterback. He's, he's, he's not. He's not the quarterback that is going to run around in the pocket. He never has been. He's just got to make sensible decisions, and that's what he's always done. Um, so I think apart he's easily one, got. Apart from, yeah, apart from that one, one in the Super Bowl, well, um, he's easily got three or four years. From, I mean, yeah, I think Pitts is, will be the pick, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamar Chase snuck up there. If the if the rumours about Julio Jones being dealt away are serious, then they'll need a replacement for him. Yeah, fair enough. And Jim, what do you think uh, your best pick was today? I got the I got the best player in the draft and uh, the most important position in in <laughs> football. So, yeah, like John said, that's never going to happen. But taking the the like I said, the best player in the draft, most important position. I actually really like the Bills pick of Tevin Jenkins, um, all the way back at thirty. Uh, I'm didn't expect him to like Gary. I didn't expect him to to be there, but he was. I've taken him, and I think that Bills offense just gets a little bit better. I will say for Tevin Jenkins, uh, I meant to pick him earlier, but I forgot about him. I forgot about Tevin Jenkins. So, uh, yeah, well spotted. Seems to be a recurring theme with you, John. <laughs> well, do you know what? With one tell more, um, I've got him down various places as the fourth best wide receiver on the list. So it's, it depends where you look. You of know, course. 
I'm going to go on the sources I read. I don't watch a lot of college football, so don't uh, read because... Paul's list, John. Like <laughs> going forward, don't ever. <laughs> it's 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 the list I've just tattooed on my arm, so it's fine. But uh, you know, it's uh, no, it's you know, I don't watch too much college football to be a, an expert. I just go on what I read, so that's what I I think we want. I mean, we want Del Moore, and that's what it's all about. And you know, a third of these players will just bum out in the league and you are no better or worse place to know that than most of the GMs because they don't get it right either especially this year we've uh, very little on the tape for a lot of these players we were Mm. saying before we came on today how uh, a couple of years ago Paul picked Hakeem Butler with the 23rd overall pick a man who has never started a game has played in two games for the Eagles and racked up zero stats and is now on a practice squad Uh, but at the time he was the fourth ranked wide receiver that year so the one year i actually draft sensibly yeah all things considered yeah you know like the, the pick i the guy i picked for the eagles wasn't that much of a reach right he was a second round prediction mm. as opposed to hakeem butler going 105th overall yeah so the, the one year i draft sensibly but let's rip the piss out of him for something he did three years ago when he was terrible, <laughs> right? i mean it, it was the That's same it. year you took will greer at number 10 it was amazing so again, the one you year, read this some year I draft would, sensibly, but you, you know, you read, you even confessed to the fact that you read that he wasn't as good as the other two quarterbacks at the top of the draft, but he must be better than the next one down because at least he got a mention. When he deputised for the Panthers, he, he was, was awful. Dead. So I think I backed up my decision. <laughs> I mean, he's, he is technically still on a squad, a, a proper squad, not even a practice squad. So he's he's doing all right, you know, but maybe not a quarterback of the future. Uh, I will go back one day and listen to the, the podcast and see if anyone picked Josh Rosen uh, the year that... Uh, I'm uh, sure we did. Somebody I'd must have. Su- I'd be surprised if he didn't. That didn't go well at all. Of course no. we did, because we, you know, you forever tell us how you told us it was going to be Josh Allen that was going to be yeah. better than Josh Rosen. We have to listen yeah. to it almost as much as your Brady stories. <laughs> it's true. Less so now, though. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, I did, I did get that right. Anyway, anybody got anything to add before we close off the Snap podcast draft for the year? Boo, boo, commissioner, boo, boo commissioner. Yeah, it's Thursday night, isn't it? It's in Cleveland. Um, yep. It's on Sky Sports Mix for anyone who doesn't have Sky Sports, such as myself, but it does have Sky. Um, of course, it's on Game Pass and all that. Um, we'll be, we'll, we'll be watching it on Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, no. Let's first see. Pick, first picks due in about one a.m. Isn't it UK time? Yeah. I can get up at uh, <sighs> one. Get the coffee ready. Uh, sit on my sofa in my underpants. No one wants that image, mate. No, I know. Tell me about it. Even my cat runs away now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should sit in your suit again. <laughs> you enjoyed this. You haven't seen me look this smart since that time I had to get a court. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just impressed I can get it on still, to be honest. Lockdown has not been kind. Right. Thank you very much for your participation today, GMs. And uh, we will see how close we got to the real thing come Thursday night. I bid you adieu. Good night. Bye. Bye.